Welcome back to Season 2 of That's So Second Millennium, the Catholic Science Podcast, where we look forward to the new synthesis in the new millennium between faith, philosophy, and science. Alright, it's Sunday night. It must be time for another episode of That's So Second Millennium. <sighs> episode 88. Bill has got to come across with some of these interviews he's been promising me. Bill is promising me good things, people. We'll get to them eventually. But for tonight, this is another uh, turn of the liturgical year-themed episode on the end of the world as we know it. Of course, you can't uh, you can't start that without finishing that line. Um, yeah, so this is a topic I've wanted to talk about for a long time, so I'll at least make a beginning tonight. Uh, I don't really have the time or energy to make more than a beginning. I was, oh my gosh, like I mentioned last week, I was so deathly ill, and of course this week was Thanksgiving, so we had the mandatory uh, clan meeting off my father's side of the family here in uh, East Central Indiana, when a good time was pretty much had by all, I think. Um, well, except for the people, except for my dad and my cousin, who we, uh, my other cousin and I thumped at Pinochle last night, you know, you know, that goes, um, once in a while, the cards come to you. It's amazing. It's amazing how that works. It's one of the strangest things you'll ever see. I don't think in all my years of playing Pinochle, I've ever seen a hand where neither team with 25 points, well, 27, because there's at least two points of meld. And 25 points up for grabs, and neither team managed to get to 15. That takes some doing. That's precision work right there. The very last hand. Uh, yeah, yeah, my cousin made the bid at 15, and he got set. And, uh, yeah, we only had 14. <laughs> we had 13, we had 14. It was amazing. Uh, underwhelming, underwhelming, yes, okay. All right, numbers, yes. Yeah. So, okay. Really back to the, back to the subject. Okay. It's, um, yeah, it's one of the, one of the hardest things actually for me to accept and believe about the Christian faith is it's actually not so much that the world was created. I mean, actually that seems to square suspiciously well. You have to, you have to be willing to look at the first couple of chapters of Genesis and recognize that there are many holes and that they're told, they're two stories told in a different order. Therefore, they must not both be trying to tell the story in chronological order. And maybe neither one is. Um, there is no scale of years to the entire phenomenon. Uh, once you recognize those things, it's, it's really not that big a deal. And you can get over that gap to believe that there is a God who cares about us and created us. What's really hard for me and even down to the present, um, is more likely to let to have me laying awake at night is wondering whether there's really going to be anything like this. You know, I can, you can believe. Okay, it's easy. It's still. It's actually still easy to believe in a a sort of ongoing rolling judgment, if you will. We call it the particular judgment in Catholic doctrine. All right. So, and of course, this is how is this? This is. It's a common human instinct. In Indian religions, one is tempted to call it karma, very similar concept, works very much the same way. Um, we live lives making moral choices, and those moral choices have consequences on us, on our being, and on our state of being after we die, after whatever form that we have in this material existence is transferred to a new form that obeys no, well, it's not a new form. The whole point is the form stays the same. It's, tra it's tra um, 
transferred to new matter that behaves by a, a different set of rules, whatever we call those spiritual, how different they are from matter, we don't really know. It's a mistake to assume that we know too much. And so, you know, it's easy to believe that there's some sort of rolling and whether, you know, you don't need to believe in reincarnation to believe that, you know, we come into existence, we do these things, we accept the goodness, we accept the grace that comes to us that's offered to us or not. We turn toward God or we turn away and we experience the consequences of our choices after we die. That's easier to believe and that's enough. That's enough. Um, But yet... Christianity promises something else, that there is actually going to be some global judgment, that there is going to be some global end. Um, and so that's, and, and to me, that's, that's difficult. Um, although, you sit and you look at popular culture, and it seems like it must not be that difficult for a lot of people, because a lot of people reading books and a lot of people writing books and television series and the like, uh, seem to believe that, you know, the end of the world as we know it is actually one of the most interesting and profitable <laughs> things you can write about, or one of the most entertaining ways to spend your... Entertaining, oddly enough. I mean, YA literature is full of it. That's why, one of the reasons why I can't read YA literature, because that tires me. Um, the whole attempt to jank, to jerk on my emotions of, you know... Everything's gone, man. Yeah, I know you've done this. We've done, we've played this trick before. Um, this is, this is a tired, tired trope to me at this point. But yeah, I mean, so there's that. I suppose I don't have much taste for it. Um, you know, so it's, it's really difficult for me to look at the human race has and will continue to do very bad things to itself. But that's a very different thing than the end of the world. There's probably a large increase in sound quality at that point. I sure hope so anyway. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's easier to believe... Well, it's easier for me to believe that the world will just keep going. I mean, humanity is going to survive. Um, we'll do terrible things to ourselves. We'll continue to do terrible things to ourselves. We may find new terrible things to ourselves. We may kill off larger proportions of our own population than we have in the past. Um, but we're not going to, like, go extinct. We're too resourceful for that. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the things that we're doing to the planet, they're, they're bad. You know, yeah, we shouldn't be jerking around with the atmospheric um, composition the way that we are. Yeah, that's true. Um, we shouldn't be releasing all of the things into the atmosphere. We probably shouldn't be doing a lot of the things with chemicals that we do. I mean, they're not optimal. They're far less than optimal. We certainly shouldn't be, God, we shouldn't be, um, sprawling out and, you know, destroying species at the rate that we are. I mean, obviously, I mean, that's, that's, that's a straightforward thing. We are causing a mass extinction. And it was, and it's inevitable that we were going to do that. We were going to be so, able to satisfy our own material needs that we would start doing something like this. It's inevitable. It was inevitable. Um, it's very sad, just like the, gosh, it was like the depopulation of the Americas was extremely sad. Um, when people from the old world, Europeans mostly, um, came and transmitted old world diseases and all the rest of it to people with no immunity. And yeah, that was, I mean, that was devastating. And something, 
something along those lines could happen to the whole world population due to something that we create or something that happens to us. But some of us will survive. A lot of us will. Millions probably will. Um, so it's very hard to believe in a actual, you know, global end of what will, I mean, that really will be, you know, unlike the sort of first things, you know, so we talk about the last things, of course, in Catholic doctrine, death, judgment, heaven, hell, and purgatory. Um, so if you talk about the first things, you know, you say creation, providence, um, the intent to save us, the intent to, um, you know, the incarnation and the Paschal mystery, the intent for that to happen, and the fact that it happens to a divine person and therefore affects all of creation, let alone human history. Um, you know, so that can happen. That can happen without doing so much violence to the laws of nature, so to speak, um, or really, in large senses, any at all. Um, as opposed to needing to bring a halt to the whole works. I mean, can you, can you take the Christian literature about the end times and interpret it so symbolically that there's no single end time? I, 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 uh, I, I you can see, I guess I haven't read anybody really seriously attempt the experiment or attempt the experiment at all. It's rather amazing. I don't think this changing the volume setting is actually helped anything at all, judging from the appearance of the audio track here. So I'm going to have to amplify this. This is, I'm, I'm letting you in on the, a little of what goes on behind the scenes here when you do your own podcast, you do your own sound engineering, if you want to um, glorify it with that title. Um, people seem to think that this is just black magic. Audacity is a really simple program. Really, it's just, like, go get a microphone, record yourself, play around with it. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, just, just for the sheer halibut. Anyway, um, yeah, so, so I mean, that's, that's, that's very hard. So what is this? So what did they promise? Well, let's, let's talk about a couple of promises just for tonight. I'm going to, yeah, this is, I'm get to 10 minutes. Let's, that's almost my goal for the evening <laughs> was to get to 10 minutes, have something substantive, say a little bit of something, prod you to think about it, hopefully prod you to write something to me. That would be even more fun to actually have a discussion about this. But so what could, you know, what would, you know, bring an end to this universe. New heavens and a new earth, all right? So, of course, that's the phrase from Revelation in particular. Or as I prefer to call it, the Book of the Apocalypse. I love that title much more. That's, that's, that's much more fun than Revelation. Revelation is just like, I mean, it's what happens at the end of a murder mystery, right? Revelation. Apocalypse. That's what we're talking about. I have, and of course, I'm putting this out there so that you know, I can prove to myself that no one else thinks this is such a great idea that they're going to run out and steal it. But I really have all these years wanted to be part of a band called St. John and the Apocalypse. Like, how is there not already? Never mind. Anyway. Um, so anyway, talk about that. So new heavens and a new earth. Will that mean, I mean, could it me, could it be that this physical world, this physical universe will just keep going in the background? And the perspective will change. Humanity's perspective will change. We will, in fact, go extinct in this physical universe. And all that there will be left for us is the world to come. Whatever, however that existence plays out, however, the, whatever its rules are, however that works. Eternity. Oh, eternity. There you go. Um, yeah. I mean, because to some degree we're going to be finite. You know, just 
angels are finite. We don't know how they're finite. The scholastics had one set of ideas and the desert fathers had another set of ideas and probably neither of them, almost certainly neither of them are accurate in every detail. Um, but what, what will that be like? Um, you know, one problem that bothers me from time to time, um, and of course this is another thing that, okay, maybe we're eh, probably interpreting this symbolically when it finally does happen. So how could so Jesus is going to appear? The sign of the Son of Man is going to appear in the heavens from one end of the earth to the other. And the tribes of the earth shall mourn, I believe the Gospel of Matthew says. Um, so if, if we've colonized multiple planets or multiple solar systems or hell, multiple galaxies, um, is that really going to have to happen in all of those places at once? I mean, I guess once you've granted the original, it's actually not that much harder, is it? It's like asking the Mark Twain question of, you know, do you need a savior for every individual inhabited planet in the universe or will one savior do? I mean, you know, quantitatively, one incarnation is enough. You know, do we dare to believe that we're the one race that got the incarnation? We don't have to. That's the whole point. We don't have to. And, you know, it's not as if, depending on your theology, it's not as if Jesus even actually had to die the least bit of suffering by the incarnate word of God would have been adequate to, you know, to pay any price that needed to be paid. Um, yeah. So you ask all that and it's, I mean, so of course it's, it's one of those things like, Oh, I've done the experiment. I've talked about it out loud. I'm like, yeah, it's actually, it's, there are ways around this. There are ways around. You ever noticed this, that there might be parts of your brain that only engage when you're talking. Ah, I guess that's one of the reasons why I started doing a podcast. It's one of the reasons why, finally, at the age of 40, I'm, you know, I'm a few years into this effort to actually start talking to people. Um, it goes far beyond this podcast. The podcast is, by no means, the most important part. Things that are easy to believe. Um, all the way back in high school, I was doing a report on Thomas Coyne, and in my public high school, you can believe, I, I'm pretty sure I was the only one who put, I'm, so glad they actually had that book on the shelf. They had some, it can't have been the entire Summa, but some digest from it, some extracts from it. And so I picked that junior year of high school to do my, you know, first research paper on. Um, and I, I pulled out a part that talked about, I remember, because I was reading Second Peter the other day, because it's in the, uh, the current Office of Readings, the, the Matins. Um, that the whole world would be destroyed by fire. That's easy to picture, isn't it? There's your apocalyptic literature right there, your modern apocalyptic literature, where, you know, not only do we have the obvious nuclear holocaust, okay, we all know about that, um, but there's lots of astronomical <laughs> answer to that. Um, they could, it could be a supernova, uh, it could be some horrific solar activity, um, or of course it could be an asteroid because when an asteroid strikes the planet, you know, that's, that's a lot of heat. Conservation of energy, kids. When a bolide, technical term there, the bolide, strikes a planet, a lot of energy turns into, a lot of kinetic energy turns into heat. It's gotta go somewhere. And that's just generally dumping ground. If it doesn't know where else to go, it turns into heat. Um, heats the entire atmosphere and bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, so, so all in all, like, yeah, actually, it's not that difficult. Not so difficult to believe. Um, not so difficult to picture a way it could happen. So, well, that is what we have for this week. So it's, the holidays are over. Everyone's home. 
Um, Notre Dame season is over with. All the distractions, well, I mean, of course, only the distraction of deciding what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, uh, vocationally speaking. Um, that's, that's sort of important, but I, uh, I, I think we, Bill and I will get together this week and we will get you something. I do have a retreat this coming weekend. Speaking of vocations, I'm going on a, at least Ignatian inspired retreat this weekend. So pray for me. I will pray for you as we start the season of Advent. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you next time with a, with a hopefully Paul and Bill episode, or maybe even a Bill episode. Maybe Bill has interviewed one of these mysterious people at Notre Dame and, uh, we'll have some really good stuff for you next week. We'll have some good stuff for you regardless. I just don't know how good. We'll do our best. Signing off. Sayonara. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. You can email a link to this episode at thatsosecondmillennium.net, share the post for this episode from our Facebook page, or you can use your podcast app's built-in sharing feature.